we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something, Heather. It's the only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm not going to see you all. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. I'm Eddie Estrada, here with my co-host, Matthew McFarland. You always change it. I know. Just a little bit. I know. I, I don't know why. It just trips me up. Why you do that? I Because I, you know, I like to keep it fresh and real for the audience. You know, I don't want them to be like, this is a script. I want them to be like, oh, this is a new episode. But mm-hmm. like... They know. Um, uh, whatever. Fine. Hello. Well, let's actually, let's just let's check addressing? in. Let's do a check in. Let's just, let's let everyone know what's really going on here. First of all, um, do you want to tell everyone what happened to you last Friday? It was, it was right after you recorded. Oh, was it right after we recorded last week? All yeah. right. Well, why don't you tell, why don't you tell the folks what you've been doing for the past week? What uh, you've been dealing with? I definitely really badly sprained and bruised my ankle. Yes. Um, I went to go pet my friend's dog. <laughs> and stepped back and my ink my foot went completely sideways and I fell and I was like I'm fine and walked to Matthew's house and then my ankle was the size of a grapefruit so but it looks a lot better now yes um it is still a little bit bruised but it, it looks great you're walking I I am with some pain yes. but I'm not I'm hoping in the next week or so I'll be a lot better but yeah. but you're pushing um, through I'm proud of you Thanks. You did, you've done good. You're a good kid. I walked the way over here and got you coffee on the way. So yeah, I'm putting you to work. I know. Can't just like let you get off easy. I mean, got to work for your health. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. Um, do we have any Bravo news? Well, the big news of Salt Lake City is oh. Mary Cosby's coming back. Yes. Um, she is a, as of now a friend of. Um, and so she will. She is filming with the ladies apparently. Um, but that's all we know. As of now. And I know that that filming, they announced that that filming starting Valentine's weekend. So is uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Great. And I believe they're filming something else too. They just announced what things are going to start filming. Um, so things are, things are happening things in the Things are cooking with gas. That's great. It's really exciting. Yeah. I, well, and I didn't realize like, you know, we're wrapping up, we just wrapped up Salt Lake, which we'll get to today. We're going to be wrapping up Potomac in the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, New Jersey starting next week, which is very exciting. And Vanderpump Rules. And Vanderpump Rules, which, by the way, um, we wrapped up our rewatch of Vanderpump. Uh, and guys, I got to just stress this one more time. Highly recommend you all watch it. Um, do you have any thoughts, by the way, on that? Let's do a little like, a little Vanderpump segment. Like, what? Anything? Well, because I have a few thoughts. Well, if you want to go back to um, Butter Pop back in the day, we did do a season two recap uh, where each week we did each episode, like kind of like we were watching it for the first time. Right. Which is a really fun thing. If you want to go back and listen back, uh, Armin and I. But in light of what's happened happened right now, now, what's what we're dealing with um, in the current season. So with with everything going on, I mean, this rewatch, Tom Schwartz is not. I don't have that love for Tom Schwartz that I used to have because now I see kind of everything plays. Poor Katie. Yeah. Like, I do feel bad for Katie because she just really wanted to love this boy who really could care less. And, like, now everything has kind of blown up in their faces. Yeah, my issues with if I ever had a problem with Katie or Sandoval, usually if I, like, did some, like, 
you know, um, forensic <laughs> detective work, all the evidence w- would go back to Schwartz. Like he was always the root of the problem when it came to whenever Katie or Sandoval, like, you know, reacted badly. Um, or, you know, Jax or Kristen and Tom, yeah, yeah, yeah. sake. Oh uh, yeah. Jax and Kristen are still complete garbage. Um, horrible people. Um, Kristen, glad they're no longer on the show. Kristen is the worst. I miss Stassi a ton. I miss I Stassi really a do ton. And I'm so glad you brought her up. Cause I do want to say like, yes, I'm, I do think that she deserved some consequences for what happened with the whole faith thing. She and Kristen, that was not good. However, I think rewatching it all, I think that Stassi got a way we everyone gave her a really really bad rap like she um the narrative of her being like the regina george like the nasty evil venomous whatever it's only really in season one where she's like yeah and it's not even real it it feels very much like an act she's putting on yes as the seasons goes on like yeah she's still a kooky crazy kind of girl but like the her normalcy really comes through in seasons two three four five and she really wasn't like, again, the things that Kristen says and does on the show is absolutely insane. And like when Katie gets nasty, Katie can get pretty nasty. Yes. Um, again, I'm not saying Saucy is completely innocent. She's not, you know, no one is on the show. Come on. It's Vanderpump rules. But I think her, the rap she got on the show was way harsher and worse than I think it really was. A hundred percent. Yeah. And last, last thing is that I want to say with Vanderpump. Well, two, I guess two things. First is, Lisa Vanderpump is a hundred times better than LVP. And if we got the Lisa Vanderpump, we see on Vanderpump rules back in Beverly but Hills. I really want her back. I would be watching this. I'm like, God, I miss her. I so do much. miss Lisa. Second thing I want to say, I do think James and Lala. I told are you game. They are. They are. They're, they're meant game. to be together. They're meant to be together. Um, and I will also say, um, one more thing, uh, except for this last season when I thought he was so out of line and I said, I said as much on the yes. podcast. Tom Sandoval and Ariana really are for the most part on the right side of history. Like the whole time, the, the whole time, the whole time again, last season, you know, aside, cause I thought Sandoval was kind of out of line with Katie. Uh, he, they really are, you know, I know everyone hates them cause they're like kind of above it all. And but it's cause they kind of are, they are but in this group of friends. They really are. And like someone has to do it. So someone has to be the moral compass. Otherwise the rest of you are going to go nuts. The exactly. rest of you are completely cuckoo. Yeah, no, I, in also, a good way. I love it. Also rewatching. I'm like, Wow, Tom Sandoval is really the perfect person. I truly love you him. You two are, yes, you're peas on a pod. I understand. Um, <laughs> before we get on to the shows of this week, I do want to mention one more news state story statement, news statement. I don't know. News state story? What the f- I don't know. Tom Girardi has been indicted oh, for yes. fraud. Officially. In both Los Angeles and, and Chicago. Illinois, yeah. So he does have all my Alzheimer's. We don't know how the court case is going to go, but like. He's been indicted. Like, well, that will sentencing. be, well, that actually his, his mental fitness will be, I, I would have to imagine that like legally speaking, his mental fitness has to be adjudicated and okay. released officially. So we'll get an actual official word on that, uh, which is crazy. That's um, wild. And Erica's name was noticeably absent from yes. all of this. So <laughs> me thinks that uh, when they start filming in a few weeks, she's going to be literally waving her pom-poms and saying, look at me, I'm, vindica- I'm free. I'm vindicated. Which is why I think they started filming now. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yes, with all that in mind, do you want to hop into the news of the week? We just did news of the week. You mean no, the no I mean like, yeah, that, that's what I mean. <laughs> okay. News of the week. So should we start with uh, Family Karma? Yes, okay. let's do Family Karma. Okay. Fabulous. So this... Holy, 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 this season. Holy, holy. Well, they're doing. First of all, they're doing a um, holy ceremony in March 
right near us. Actually, I got, you know, my, I, the Upper West Side blog that I follow where they tell everything you can go and you can buy their colors and wear white and they're going to do a full holy here. Oh, fun. And I was like, oh, that could be kind of that maybe be fun kind to of go cool. see and like experience. Oh, I'm into that. But I just want to say this family karma season. And I think this whole episode was just very focused on marriage mm-hmm. proposals and like all of thing that's going on. So I'm just going to break it down into every relationship and what we need to talk about for each person. Great. So first and foremost, Vishal and Risha go to get their marriage license. And then they realize that they just made the appointment to get the paperwork that they can't like, they have to sign it 10 days later or something like that. Well, yeah. So what they have to do is, so what, what happened was they, ha- they go in, they show their paperwork. They like get it all like all, everything's done and filed. They just have to, there's a three day waiting period. Yeah. So they have to go back in three days to get it done. Um, and then they end up just deciding to have uh, Amrit just ordain himself online really quick and just do it at home, which honestly is, it's great. That's great. Anyway, he, he was so nervous though. Did, like he couldn't get the words out to like marry well, them. I, I think, I, yeah, I will get, cause again, I think that even if it's just, you know, kind of just to get it legally done. And even though the big ceremony already happened, again, marriage is such a big deal in this family and this culture yeah. that like, it's, it's so sacred and it's yeah. so, you know, I, you don't want to, you can't fumble it at any point. So I, yes. I think that that, I think that PTSD bubbles up for you if you're, if you're Indian and grow up in that kind of, you know, environment. Oh, for sure. So he was, he was nervous, but I'm glad but that I'm they're glad married. That that's done. Oh my God. It's that over. was really irritating me. I was like, stop holding this over each other's heads. Like let's, you know, but you know, they are now in therapy and they are being, you know, better about talking to each other about their feelings and about what's going on with them. So I guess all in all, it's a good thing. You know, they're all on the right track and things are good. Yeah. It's good to see. And speaking of Amrit and Nicholas, love the priest. She's she's great. She's wow. She's awesome. Like talk about the perfect person to marry them and to bring their families together. And, um, I swear these parents, like Amrit's parents at every single turn, I think they not they surprised Nicholas, but they surprised me too. Yeah, like at every turn, 100%. like they were super open to her. They were really like the dads, you the know, vows thing. They the, were like, the, they were like, you know, you know, I love that they were like, this is your wedding too. Yeah, this is like your day as well. You know, Which I know is, Nicholas has a lot of fear about that. So well, and this is what I'm gonna say about that because I do feel like the whole family is like, this is your day too. But I don't know why Nicholas then is like not speaking up a bit more because it seems like he's really unhappy with this wedding. Well, I think it's, you know, it's, he's kind of alone. No, he is. You know, and yeah. I, th- I think that, you know, when you're putting a wedding together, you have your family to be like your advocates. Like yeah. your mom would jump in and say, well, actually I think we would do this. And there's no, he has no siblings, no parents, no cousins, yeah. no nothing that can jump in and, you know, say, Oh, I like, you know, if they have, you know, I imagine going to like a wedding dress fitting, or like a, a suit fitting and you're only getting one side of the opinion, you know, you're only getting one yeah. side of it. That's, okay. That's I, just, kind of I feel for him. And I feel like at every I turn do. he's like, I'm all by myself. No one's advocate. Like no one's, no one ever agrees with me initially. Yeah. You know, but I mean, at the same time, like I want him to, I think he needs to realize that like he needs to feel part of this family because like his other family has really let him go to the wayside. You know what I mean? Like I think, yeah, he's, I think he's nervous about fully, doing that I think that's where the maybe like the the apprehension is coming from of speaking his mind because I can see him being like well what if I get into a fight with Amri and then I lose this family as well right which is where I think he's probably coming from but it's like speak up yeah well I agree well and based on the scenes from weeks coming up 
I think he's also just a little bit frustrated because Amrit is constantly bringing up, well, my parents, well, my parents, well, my parents. And Nicholas's argument is like, listen, like, it's about us. This is our yes. wedding. It's about our love, our marriage. Like, at the end of the day, like, we're doing what we want to do. Yes. So I think that's also kind of bubbling at the surface. But you're right. Like, if the more that he communicates that now, it doesn't become a fight later on. Yes. Um. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of holy, I don't know. Watching them run around and get, I'm kind of with Umrit. Them running around and getting in everyone's spaces and like all the uh, the unconsensual touching, and the, please, if it was men, Umrit would have been like, yes, I love this. No, I know, but like, I I don't know if I would. I I think I would get overwhelmed too, and I would at some point I would look around and be like, oh my god, I look brown and green and gray because so many colors have hit me that like they've all just like morphed together. So what you're saying is you won't be going to the holy celebration with me. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, again, I think that's great. <laughs> like, great. Love our neighborhood that they're putting that together. But um, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, okay. I love Brian. Don't get me wrong. Yes. But he is very, very lucky that he is so pretty and so cute and charming because the <laughs> the guy cannot shut his face. Auntie Brian, I thought that was so funny calling him Auntie Brian because he cannot keep his mouth shut. Um, you know, I'm glad that Anisha has a friend in the yes. group because I don't want her to feel like a complete outsider. But you got to, if you're going to be the person that kind of talks about everything with everyone, you got to kind of, it only works if you hold the same opinion no matter who you're talking with. Yeah. And you don't waffle. Like if you share, like, because I thought what he said with with Vishal and with Amrit was totally valid. I thought that conversation was fine. But then they turn around and go to Anisha and make it sound like it was this like, a whole other thing. Uh, yeah. Shit talking her and her engagement. And it's just, Brian. He is definitely messy. But I, I do get, I do get both points of view where I'm like, Anisha, is part of this group. She's part of the show. She deserves to like put everything out there. But at the same time, I get where she comes from, where she's like, I've had so many burnt relationships before, and this is actually what matters to me. And I don't want the aunties and everyone talking and gossiping and ruining this and getting, you know, she, they hadn't even met the grandparents yet. And she wasn't bringing them up. So I think now that she's meeting the grandparents, she's given the ultimatum for the wedding, which is like, we know it works out because we know she's married now (laughs) in real life. (laughs) So I'm just interested to see if if she'll bring him around once like that's official. Well, ultimate, and, uh, it doesn't sound like it really was one. It wasn't like a Tom Schwartz and Katie Maloney thing. It was sounds like she was like, I really want this to be the time. And he goes, okay. Like it sounds yeah. like he was on. He's board on board for too. the Timeline. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's yeah. not like an ultimate. Yeah. It's or like, like a Rishi and Monica thing, which. Okay. That's what I want. Yeah. Let's transition <laughs> into that. Let's do that. Go oh. Okay. If I. This poor girl. This poor girl. <laughs> If, if if I was dating someone and they were like, I've got this really incredible date planned. I'm not going to tell you anything about it, but you just have to come look nice. I'd be like, okay, I get there. They're in a full suit with flowers, everything on the floor. And you're going on a boat. I'd yes. be like, oh my God, what's, what's happening? We're here? in the, we're in the, we're in the, the Venice of it, the U S apparently yeah, Fort Lauderdale, with the, stupid. <laughs> whatever it is. But I, I would have the same thought as her. I'd be like, especially after what just happened in our relationship. Exactly. I'm like, oh great. He got and, the memo. Yes. You know, I want to get proposed to, you talked to Vishal. He just got, you know, yes. Blessing is fabulous. Great. So it's like, it just shows me so much more how much he doesn't want to marry her. Well, and, and I feel like, yeah. and, and he's trying to be like, well, she didn't want me to propose to her like at like the, travel mart you know kind of thing but mm-hmm. i don't think she cares at this point she's just like i want you to propose for me i think that what she would have been so happy with i that. agree and i think that it just shows that the priorities are not the same they're no. not in the same place at the same time in their lives i also like 
I, you know, again, I'm on team Monica here, but I also feel for both of them because this is like, I feel like, I feel like this happens a lot in, I'm just going to assume this happens a lot in this culture where like the pressures of marriage and the pressures of creating a family at a certain age. And like, there's a, like, there's sort of like a map that's sort of charted out for you. Um, from your parents or grandparents, et cetera. And I feel like they're both in their own ways, sort of cracking to the pressure in like they're, they all, they have, they each have a different pressure that's pushing down on them and they're both each cracking under it. And I feel bad. Yeah. Um, at the same time, Rishi, if you don't want to get married, you got to let this girl know because Monica wants that. She wants marriage. She wants love. And like, and you can't keep, you know, and in the confessionals, it sounds like he wants that too. Cause he's like, I've known her my whole life. I never want her to not be in my life. And it's like, you're miss then you got to step up or you're going to miss your opportunity because she's ready to go be super honest with her and be like listen like if you're like i'm i want i'm not ready to get married yet but i want to get married eventually like if that but if that's not good enough for you like i get it you know what i'm saying it just yeah i think she would appreciate at least the honesty and probably at least if like she knows what's going on at least she's talked to you about it there's some sort of like there's no like question mark in the air yeah i think that's what's really eating at no i agree i think it's like Oh, we keep pushing back. We called date. it the the Venice of, of the U.S. I was like, I was dying. No, we're not. No, it's still Florida. It's Florida. God bless. Uh, do you have anything else for Family Karma? Um, I'm excited to see the wedding and see every, all of that go. It looks like Nicholas is going to have like another little. Is it fit. next week? Or are we almost there? Well, I don't think the wedding's actually going to happen next week, but they're traveling to Atlanta next week. Yeah, they're getting ready for it. Right. Okay. Also, I loved uh, Vishal's note to Bali being like be extra because everyone's going to be staring at us and I don't want everyone staring at us. I'd rather people be looking oh, at you yeah. instead. And I was like, that's actually so cute. I, I'm probably going to do the same thing and be like, dress to the fucking nines because I don't want people looking at me. I love <laughs> I want everyone else to look good. I, love I loved that idea. Same, 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 same. Okay. Um, what would you like to do now? Um, We've got let- three housewives to do. Oh, should we? Oh, who do you want to start with? I'm like so excited. Should we do Potomac first or should we do Miami first? Yes, let's do Potomac. Let's do Potomac. Okay. So news that we, I wanted to bring up and I was going to wait until we we came here. It has officially been revealed that Juan did have a mistress. Juan has a girlfriend. Yes. Apparently this occurred during the pandemic. And it sounds like it was more of an emotional affair than a physical one. According to Robin. According to Robin. So yeah, it, it, it's a sketch. I mean, is she blonde and looking like Karen? And she's is she an older woman? That is to be determined. I don't think that's true. But Karen was not really lying. It no. Seems. And this woman reached out to Robin, Giselle, and Juan. And so she thought the other woman had already been reached out to it about. She's like, so that's why I didn't bring it up because I thought someone was going to try to blow it in my face, which um, Karen kind of did. And then. She's like, it was only emotional relationship. There are receipts and stuff that are from hotels that have Juan's name on them from her that she has in her possession. And now Robin's trying to say, I'm going to tell the full story. Like she hasn't revealed the full story yet, but she's like, but I'm going to do it on my Patreon, which you, which for the green eyed bandits for the shady podcast, reasonably shady. So you can go and buy pay for her Patreon and get the episode to get the full that details. That is so ridiculous. And everyone's coming out and being like, Everyone is mad, especially Candace being like, the number one thing from the show is you were on the show. You put your life on the show. You can't pick and choose and then put something behind Patreon to, you know, and bring to bring it back to the show right here and now. Candace and Chris are defending Robin and Juan in when they have their little like lunch 
dinner, whatever thing they're having yeah. in this episode. He's like, what? They're talking about someone else's husband now. And she's like, we don't need this. Like, we don't need everyone fighting around. Like, we know this didn't happen kind of thing. And yeah. it's like, so I get why Candace is also so mad. Cause like everyone is defending this woman being like, you know what? Like, that's not cool. But then she goes around and she's like, well, you know, I actually did. It did happen. I just didn't want to reveal it on the show. What are your thoughts? Sorry. That was a big well, ramble. No, and about- then to, but then to kind of, I don't know if that's legal that she can go, oh no, I'll reveal it myself through this paywall you have to go through. I feel like that's like a breach of, I feel like that's kind of not contractually like, and it wasn't, bro- it wasn't brought up at the reunion. And so I, I think this is, could be like terms for like either a fine or a breach of contract. I mean, I don't know what the contracts I don't, are. Yeah, that just doesn't seem like she can do that, especially if she's going to charge people to view. I don't like, that seems like, well, Danny Pellegrino posted, he was like a production company and Bravo must not be really happy right now that someone who's on their show as a cast member decided not to mention something on the reunion and then decided to put it behind yeah, their Patreon. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a big Robin fan. To begin yeah. with, this season's kind of reaffirming that for me. Uh, when I saw that we were going to be wedding dress shopping for her, I kind of was like, ugh, I really don't care. Especially especially since she doesn't want us to care about her wedding, it seems like. Yeah, and she's um, Oh, by the one. way, it makes total sense now why Juan was so irate on the phone last week. Because he was going to get caught. Well, no, because he was like, I... It seems like they, Robin and Juan, it seems like they dealt with this. And he's like, why are you bringing this up like, again? Why kind of is thing? this being brought up two years later on the show? Like that, like, you know. That does make sense. So anyway. um, Yeah, I'm not really thrilled that we're wedding dress shopping. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I also, but, okay. I guess we need to get into the Mia and Wendy thing. Because I'm a little, I, I don't, I don't know what to believe. So here's, here's, here's what I, I believe. I believe they were all at the club. They were dancing. Wendy did one of those. I'm in a dress. She kicks her legs open. Who hasn't done that? I've done that in a club. It happens. Not like I was showing anything off, but like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it, she could, Mia just could have caught a quick glimpse. And then I think Mia went up and was just being like funny, flirting, and being like, I want to munch your box. And then they left together. I don't think it's anything other than that. Yeah, because uh, y'all, Mia has been known to flat out lie yes. just to stir the pot. Like that was a big through line of her season, the first season she was on the show. So, and as the episode went on, Mia's lie just got bigger. Like all of a sudden I feel like, I feel like they were all just like in the club dancing and then they left at the same time. I thought that was the original story. And then all of a sudden like me and her were naked together in a hotel room. I feel like it jumped like the shark really, I don't know. I thought like it was crazy. Yeah. And everyone was just like, uh-huh. Yes, of course. Yes, absolutely. A lot Between that and everyone <sighs> listening to Sharice go on about Karen and her being a prostitute in the strip club, these women are so ready to go along with any salacious piece of gossip that gets thrown well, out there. No, it's, it's Giselle. It, it's, it all leads back to Giselle. Giselle wants to take everybody down. Giselle wants but everyone why else to no look one, bad. Like, I, I, unless they're coming after, like, unless they're, unless, they're coming after them. Specifically. They, no, no, yes. one's, no one goes after Giselle or speaks up. No. Like everyone just kind of just sits back and lets it roll off. Yeah. Like Candace, I love her, but she sort of sat there and just laughed in the strip club when Sharice was going on and on and on and about. I, I don't believe it. Damn where that I comes out of Sharice's either, mouth. But I just, I don't like Sharice at all. No, I, I really don't. I literally wrote at one point, she sucks. She sucks. Like I wrote it three times. Um, always complaining about something, always upset about something, always upset that she's not the center of attention. It's really bizarre. It's like, girl, you were, this is your first season back. Yeah. No one barely remembers who you were the first season you were here anyway. Um, so yeah, I don't know why everyone's so willing to go along with it. Why no one will uh, uh, stand up to Giselle unless they're being attacked themselves. I don't know. 
the season's making I I do like Potomac. I do, but it's a, there's a weird dynamic going on. Also, now Jacqueline's being completely ostracized from the group. Like she was not on the episode at all this well season, this uh week. well it's because Mia's her in, the in is Mia and her and Mia aren't speaking. Like Jacqueline even tried to call and apologize. Mia was like, no, bye. Which I'm like, Mia. If you guys are as close as you actually said, give her a chance to like speak. Yeah. Why was everyone in lavender, by the way? When everyone went to the strip club, everyone was in, except for Mia and Ashley, who were literally in matching jumpsuits. Everyone was in lavender. Maybe there was like a theme. Was there a dress code? I'm sure oh, there was okay. a dress code. Well, it was. they told everyone to look as thotty as possible. Remember, they wanted to like okay. be sexy. They're like, this is I when we go to college. Ashley and Mia got the same jumpsuit. It kills me. Because you, because having worked on reality TV and having done that, um, I had to get all of my outfits pre-approved by production. At production takes your, you like send them photos of your clothes and they go, okay, we want you to wear this for this episode. This is what you're going to wear for this episode. Do you have this? So production hundred percent knew oh, no, that they both girls to, were wearing the yeah, same thing. They wanted thing. it to happen. So, yeah. um, I loved Candace calling Deborah cookie monster. It just makes me just, it's, it's also, but like every time they, they cut Deborah, she looks like, I mean, for me, she reminds me of, Fraggle Rock character? No, well, that too. But like, it's the... I'm so mean. The, I shouldn't say that. It's the Undertakers in the Muppet Christmas Carol who are like oh, auctioning off... Oh my God. Who are auctioning off all of Ebenezer Scrooge's stuff. Like his blankets and yes. stuff. It's like... And it's, this, it's the spiders and stuff with the crazy eyebrows. Yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, um, So, yeah. I, I love Potomac. I do. But it's just getting really... Messy. messy yeah like messier than usual we're all willing to go along with the more salacious gossip the more i don't know and there i don't see i feel like none of them are really friends like maybe wendy and candace are like actual friends and i guess robin I, and Giselle i say wendy and karen are friends as well i think karen's real i think karen's friends with everybody in this group except for sharice but I think she does run into issues. Well, I don't think she's going to be friends with Robin or, or, or just sell after, just this? Sell after this. No. Yeah. Well, and like, I agree with Wendy that like, you know, Robin, if you're going to say you're cool and things are moving forward, like don't, you know, don't not invite her to the bachelor party. Their bachelor yeah. Party. So what's the point of that? Um, cause I'm, I mean, Wendy wasn't laughing at you. She was laughing at how ridiculous Karen was being. Yes. That's it. Like, but I just, again, I think Robin just has that for Wendy. She does. She does Wendy not can't like do her. anything right. And I think that that's the point that was made here. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else about Potomac? No. Uh, Potomac is, I mean. It was fabulous. It's great. Um, it's so good. Let's jump over to Miami, shall we? Okay. Okay, great. I love the idea of a gringo's dinner. Of all of these Mexican ladies or Latin ladies bringing their white husbands and boyfriends to a dinner. I loved it. And I love that Alexia knew the reason for Gringo because I learned that actually when I, I, uh, during the pandemic, when I drove home for the holidays one time, I decided to buy a history of Mexico audiobook that was like eight, nine hours long. And I had to drive six hours both ways oh, to, cool. from LA to the Bay Area. Right. So I learned everything about the Mexican American, a uh, Mexican history oh, that's and like right. Mexican that's right. revolution that's right. That's right. and all these things. But yeah, when, um, when they flew in the American soldiers, that's where the term gringo came from. Amazing. Which is crazy. Great. Um, but I loved it. I thought it was so funny. Um, so here's my thing though, about this dinner is like, okay. I thought everyone was pretty crazy at the 
meeting with the lawyer yes. Yes. last week's episode. Everyone was being kind of ridiculous. Yes. Um, sure. Like Nicole taking out her credit card and being dramatic and tossing it at the whatever. Like that, to me, it was nothing. I, I don't know. To me, it was all crazy. They were all being ridiculous. They were all being inappropriate. <laughs> um, so I understand why Nicole... I, I I get why again I, we talk about how you can't make you can't be a mind reader and you can't expect people yes. to be mind readers on the show. So again, with all of that being kooky crazy and everyone being dramatic and loud and overwhelming the lawyers, I think Alexi should have called Nicole and been like, "Hey, listen, like we were all out of line, but like that was a step too far, and you actually offended whatever." Because yeah. at that point, Nicole would have been like, "Oh, I'm really sorry. I don't. I don't." Because I, I think she was sorry. I think she was caught up in the moment. But the too. way that everyone got so worked up at that lunch, including Alexia's husband, and I thought that was a little ridiculous. I I I get where Alexia and her husband. I, I get do, them. but like the, everyone I, else, I, I thought was it like, was taken really? a little too far. No, I agree. Um, I get. I get why, why the, the husband's like, he's like, this is my friend of 30 years and you're just going to throw a black card at them. Like that's that, that'd be like, if someone, if someone like, if we were somewhere and someone threw a black card on your lap and then like thought it was funny and like laughed, I'd be like, no, that's so rude. Like I'm so, like, you do not understand. No, I know. But again, I, I'm thinking if I'm that lawyer guy and I'm sitting there and for, they've been screaming and yelling yeah. and being crazy for minutes now that's just again yes was that like a, a cherry on top of a crazy sunday yes because also they were being crazy to each other and then she directed it to him which i think was where the line was crossed i get it because okay. they can do whatever they want to each other they can be and that's that's kind of what all of these shows are it's Got like it. within the cast free range but when you bring other people into it that's always where things get I, okay i get murky. that i do get that but yeah. I, I thought yeah everyone was was so incensed yeah. I was like, it's not like, I was a little bit, I understood where Nicole was coming from being like, I didn't know it's been a week and I didn't know that it's was this big of an issue. No. Yeah. I thought we were all nuts. We were all crazy that it was just like, we all lost our heads a little bit. So yeah. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, that was a little, that was a little crazy. Um, Lenny is disgusting. I know the that fact- we talk about it every single well, week. I love how Lisa doesn't have her trainer anymore because now he's training the mistress. I mean, and and I, get, I feel bad for her. I get her concern about wanting to go anywhere because if she leaves the house, the, is she going to be able to get back in? Exactly. Lenny is, is he gonna off, change the locks? off his rocker. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, it was, yeah, it's, it's nuts. Um, I love seeing Julia's adoption journey. I think it is really, it is nice. I think she really wants a kid and it's, it's, it's very realistic. What she's going through is like, same-sex couples do have a, a much harder time and then at her age and where she wants the child from, it's mm-hmm. like everything is compounding on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they actually get a kid though because her partner... Well, I thought her wife, and her partner split. No, they're together. They are together. They are together. She just lives... She likes to live on the farm because she's lonely because their kids are all... Oh, they're I empty thought nesters that now. they had split up and then after they split up, they found out that she had breast cancer. No, I believe they're still together and she's she just works a lot because she's like a famous... You know, she does tennis and all. Like, she has to go to, like, the tournaments. Like, she's working. Yeah. Which is why um, Julia is, like, so lonely at home with all the animals. So that's why they wanted to get another kid so she could kind of find purpose again. Mm-hmm. Um, but her partner, yeah, is sick. So I don't think they're going to be doing that. But yeah. um, um, the, uh, every time I see Alexia and her son, that's it's always wonderful. I, I really do like foundations like the Des Moines Foundation, mm-hmm. which really puts, you know, I love how they say unique abled um, persons uh, in situations to help them become independent, because I think that is the most important thing because 
a lot of, I think a lot of stigma against people who have unique abilities is that they think that they are like dumb or they can't do stuff or they're, you know, they have to be called out and cared for all the time. But it's like, no, these are human beings with actively working brains. They are just as smart as you just works a different way. Mm -hmm. So it it was really beautiful to him to like them to be like, Alexi be like, well, I want, I can help with that. They're like, actually we discourage that because like you are very protective of your son and we want him to be able to not be afraid anymore and to live his life and to, you know, do all these things. So it always just really touches me to see stuff like that. Um, and just to see, um, these humans have so much responsibility put in their hands, which they can, they can handle. So Mm -hmm. it's just, it, it was really, really great to see. And did you notice that their, their son, like the other brother was uniquely abled as well. They had the one that was doing all the talking and the brother who works for the company. Yeah. I thought that was really beautiful too. That was really nice. I loved that a lot. Um, and I'm glad Nicole and Alexia hashed it out at the end of the episode and kind of got, yeah. you know, everything kind of cleared up before the vacation. Um, and, uh, I, the, the club scene with, um, with, it was a Kiki and Lisa and Larsa, Larsa. was so weird. Yeah. I like, I, the editing was so bizarre. I, like, I, I get, they're trying to, I don't know. I think they're trying to make it seem like Lisa's kind of like her life is kind of in a haze and it's crazy. And it's, I mean, it is, it's, I feel terrible for her. Yeah. She's handling everything remarkably well, but, um, yeah. And I, God, I don't know if it was watch what happens live or if it was the episode or both, but every time they cut to Larsa from season one, it's so jarring because she, she looks does, different. Like, she looks like a completely different person. Well, I mean, yeah. no, no, disres- you know, no disrespect intended, like whatever she wants to do, whatever she wants to do to make herself feel and look good, go for it. But it is just so jarring. Just like you are like, they're com- no, if no one knew any better, they would not think that was, that was the same person. No. Yeah. If you didn't know the Larsa, um, it just really just, it's very jarring. Oh, uh, great. Do you have anything else for Miami? The trip looks crazy. It looks I'm like so it's excited be wild. for the trip. I think Alexia is yelling at Nicole. I think they're, I think that's who she's saying. You, you, uh, you don't think, know who you are. Yeah, I think it's, I think. Um, and it looks like Marisol, not Marisol. Um, Adriana might have a similar. Um, oh, yes. With her ankle. Yes. I, I was, I thought. <laughs> Same foot too. I, yes. I think she <laughs> falls in the ocean and there we go. Uh, All right. Life. Should we move to the finale of the day? Uh, yes. Great. Let's, Let's do, do it. Salt, Salt Lake. Lake. So it is sad to see a two part Salt Lake city reunion. It's sad to see just a two part reunion period. Yeah. But Salt Lake city, but I get why, because I believe that they were planning on having the gen special be the third part of this, the, whatever they were supposed to tape last week. Yes. Two weeks ago. Yeah. That was going to be this third. But part. I mean, now they can do about that. Um, they did get into a fair amount of gen stuff. Yeah, no. I thought because the first couple notes I put was like Jen and Meredith, Jen and Heather. Like it's it's literally yeah. I, I mean, I, before we get into that, I will say like I don't I I take what I said back last week. I was kind of you know we were negotiating like which of the friends of we would like want to see back on next year. I think we can scrap all of them. I mean, I have a feeling that they're going to keep probably Angie H, but I don't think we need either Angie's or Dana. I think that Mary Cosby coming back in some capacity is great. And then I think they bring two to three brand new spanking ladies that we haven't seen before. Um, Cause I thought I just, I watching them the first few minutes of the episode, I was like, none of them bring anything worthwhile to the franchise in my opinion. No. At I all. mean, I get where Angie H comes from. I think she has the money. It actually has the connections with these women to kind of stay on. But Angie K, no. No. Dana really fell flat this season. She didn't really land a mark 
Um, but I think you're right. Yeah, I do think I think only one Angie H is the one that only one should be coming back. Yeah. If any of them. Yeah. And you know the Heather and Whitney stuff. It 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 still really bumps me out because I just I don't with the I don't buy. I'm really glad that the comparison between Whitney and Jen was made because I think that like to hear Heather kind of not being able to reconcile the fact that like just like simply saying that you hold Whitney to a higher standard, that is not a reason for you to completely write her off and walk away from a very good friendship when Jen has said and done terrible things and you just, you're hungry for more. I loved when they were like, well, what about that whole hot tub scene with where Jen was like, and then (laughs) Heather texted Jen 60%. I didn't know you were good at math or something like that, but it's like for real, like Jen has talked major crap about you more so than Whitney ever has ever. And I love that they brought up the fact that Heather was pissed that Whitney and um, Lisa reconciled and became such close friends so fast. Yeah. She like, and openly admitted that I think that was a big part of it too. And then this was also sort of alluded to, but again, I think having to, I think, and Heather kind of admitted this, but didn't bring it back to, to why her and Whitney were, you know, having so much friction this year is like, she is going headfirst deep into her, you know, her Mormonism kind of, yes. On, you know, unraveling that onion of craziness. And Whitney's doing the same thing, but I'm at a more accelerated rate and a more yes. just like kind of balls to the wall kind of, you know, uh, energy and I think it freaked Heather out and I think it sent her down you know I just think that I don't know I also it also makes sense why she's so touchy with all of this learning that her book is under and she's being sued by the Church of Latter-day Saints for her book she's under litigation which but it completely makes sense because they're probably she's probably saying stuff in the book about the religion and how she felt and the way that she was treated and they're probably trying to block it's just it's a it's a bummer and I'm glad Andy brought this up because she was the own it girl yeah, that was her. That was her identity. Yeah. And then this year, I think with writing the book and with the repercussions of being the own it girl coming yeah. to the forefront, I think she freaked out. And I think she wanted. I think being on the show optically, she wants to be popular. She wants yes. to stay. She wants to stay up there in the echelon of like one of the most popular housewives ever. So she wants to be good with everyone. Doesn't want any drama. Yeah. And I think that that's where the wires got crossed with her and Whitney. It, yeah, it was a perfect recipe for. Yeah, it was a perfect storm. It was a bad weather. <laughs> also, it's. I don't know if you'll agree, but um, they kind of took a break. I didn't realize, or maybe I did realize that they were filming in New York, Chelsea. Yeah. New York. When they kind of went to their trailers though, I was like, God, wouldn't it be great if these were the New York housewives? Like, wouldn't it be great if these women were just relocated and they were their only women? I would love it. I would be so happy. Why? Just to see them. Then we'd have them and then we would have our legacy. Well, okay. Speaking of news, I totally forgot to say this. So evidently negotiations have put legacy dead in the water. Annie and multiple people, including Annie have come out and said that that's not true. I know that that was just a page six, a page six article. Yes. I know. But in in response to that, did you see that? Oh, you didn't see it because you're off social media. Luann, Sonia and Ramona had a lunch. And then Ramona, Dorinda, and Luann had dinner together. Oh, okay. All in the same day. And they were all posting and all reminiscing. Like, the good old days. That's so funny. You know, these that's, girls. That's smart. They honestly. know what they're doing. Um, I wrote uh, Seth's mullet. Oh, because he looks like a freaking tool. Um, he looks crazy. But I, I love John. John was like, you know what? I thought we were good, but when you talked about my wife in the closet and made fun of her, I've never spoken 
poorly about Meredith. And you know what? Seth and Meredith put their tail between their legs and apologized to Lisa and John. And I was like, finally. Well, they finally. have to. They, they really have to because, like, John really is just collateral damage here. He yeah. really didn't do anything um, at all. And I got to say, like, I know that Andy, you know, with the with Beverly Hills, he got a little bit of flack for not going harder at, at times, even though I actually thought he did pretty good. I was very happy with him going after Meredith. Like, yeah, she's such a hypocrite watching her tie herself in knots over like the I, feds over and the, the feds and, Jen, and the sprinter van and Jen and, when, and how she slipped flop from season one yes. to season two to season three. I'm just I'm glad that Andy was like, I can't believe you're sitting there and you have nothing to say after this now that we have a plea out. And we're like, I just can't, I can't believe you're and, sitting there and you have nothing to say. And she was like, I have to wait for the sentencing to see. And it's like, no, you don't. She said she was guilty. Like, it's what? like, you clearly have no backbone. It's just, I don't know. I just think she, we finally, I, I'm, I was hoping that this would happen to her at the reunion. Then it all, did. Yes, it did. And, and that was uh, the first time I've seen her like break down and cry in a long time. Because like, I, okay. I, I understand that she went through a lot this past year with her nephew and his mental health. I totally understand that. And, and I understand why maybe hearing that about Jen's attempted suicide may have affected her and why maybe she made a bad decision or because that's basically what she was saying is that because of what I heard about Jen's mental health, I, I kind of, my, my brain sort of flipped over for her and I decided that I needed to show her more compassion yeah. whatever. At the same time, I have to sit here and go, do you want to talk about what the people, the people Jen has harmed and the people, the money she's stolen, yes. the life savings that she's destroyed to take it away from people. The, the mental health she problems she's caused who them. Who knows what she's, like who knows the people who have taken their lives because of all of the well, hundreds of thousands of dollars that have been taken from and them. And remember they were saying there, like there must have been a text or something that was a smoking gun, like a text to Stu. And it's the text messages that, Basically, Jen is being like, I could teach them how to get this bitch to stop crying, essentially. Like, this old bitch, like, I, like, basically being like, we know how to run this to make sure that these people, we can run these people Exactly. Over. So, like, Meredith, if you're going to sit there and talk about that, like, all of that, you have to, you have to kind of, they have to, you have to zoom out and stop thinking about Jen and stop thinking about yourself. You're just thinking about your image and about how you look on the show. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, God, at one point, Andy was like, do you believe that she, that Jen thought she was innocent? And they said, yes. It's like, no, she didn't, you guys. She knew what she was doing. She knew she was guilty. She just thought she would get away with it because so many people before her have been uh, able to get away with it. Yeah. I'm No. Like, there's... Ugh. Okay, my question for you now, this final question, because right, I feel like away. this is the last thing we can, like, really talk about with Salt Lake, is do you think Coach Shaw knew? No. No? No, I do not. I think that he... I... No, I don't. I, I think that he um, wasn't very present. Like, I think he was present enough in their marriage. Um, but we knew that, like, they had a kind of a interesting marriage before because he didn't, yeah. like, wasn't able... Like, I, I think they're not... They're not really close. To, they they drifted apart in their marriage to begin yeah. with. I think that the show kind of maybe brought them closer together in some ways. And then when this all happened, it just seemed to me very much like he believed her and he believed in her innocence. And then I agree. I, I felt the, the sh- energy shift when they, the last episode of the season when they were filming and they were in that hotel room. Yeah. I could see he was different. And yeah, I think his energy it, for sure. Heather, flipped. I think Heather's right. I think that, the lawyers finally were presented with something that couldn't be ignored. And Jen had to come clean and coach had to be like, okay, well then 
this is where and we're I at. And I agree. I think that, I think they also, I think Heather's right too. I think that the money and resources required to fight a defense that was really, really, really weak to begin with would have put Sharif and their kids in destitute. Like well, they were in destitute. And to find out they were soliciting money from friends is, yeah. And people were like giving the money. Yeah, well, and her, they were, and they've already taken money away from her, the mother. Their, their mother. So like, Jen, I think at this point was like, I don't have a strong enough case to get an innocent verdict here because conspiracy is what all they're getting me on. And I for sure knew every, I for sure knew. Yeah. Sorry. Like there's no, I'm and so no, I think that that's a stretch. Okay. I mean, and here's the thing is that the Southern district of New York, if he, they would already know that. Yeah. They would already know that. Yeah. They've been investigating her. Um, we found, again, we they, found out when they announced the show at BravoCon. Yes. They were, they, 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 re, they reiterated this on the reunion, but we, Jen knew she something was afoot when they got announced at BravoCon, when they were, when they were being introduced, she walked into the show knowing that something was going to happen to her. But again, she thought that she could get away with it. Yeah. Most sociopaths, narcissistic, narcissistic sociopaths. They, that's what they, they, Jax Taylor. No, really Kristen Doty. Oh my God. Oh my God. You guys, I'm telling you, watch Vanderpump Rules again. Um, what a season. Go jazz. Go jazz. Um, loved. Okay. I'm a big jazz fan. And, I, and, I have season tickets. I'm friends with And I'm with sorry, the but like, I loved the Meredith and Lisa moment with the candles and the singing. Happy birthday to us. Happy I, birthday to us. I, I have to say <laughs> that. I'm, but also like, if that doesn't just show them like you two are the same person really at the end of the day and you guys should just be friends again, like that killed me. Like, do you see how Meredith lit up? Like when she said that she could be on that side since so she had the pink candle and the better side, Meredith literally lit up. Like I've never seen her light up before. It was wild. <laughs> it was crazy. If that is all it will take for them to be on the mend again, I will, I will just throw my hands. <laughs> it was I so lo- good. I, I loved when, uh, uh, Whitney's husband was like, "Yeah, I could get them back together." Speaking about Seth and John, and they were like, "Wait, us? <laughs> like me and Meredith at least?" Like, no, 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 no. And they were calling him Doctor Phil. That killed me. But I'm, 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 I'm ready for Mary to come back. And I think, yes. I, I, I really think that I really would love to see Dre. Yeah, because Mar- Heather needs something to bring an her down. Ally who is can push her da- further down this path of getting out of the uh, clutches of the Mormon Church, which is Dre, and Dre is fully there. And I think that Drake could bring Whitney and Heather back together. Um, so that would be a great addition. And then give me one or two Noobs. new ladies new who are loosely connected. Maybe they're Park City, you know, ladies. You know, I don't know. I mean, because I, I think <laughs> watching actually, your wheels turn for casting but also, always kills what, me. It would also be really interesting because we, we haven't had a diehard Mormon yet. You know, we haven't had a, an, yeah. L, an LDS person. I don't, I gotta say, I don't think that's going to happen. No, but see, I think they could find an LDS person that thinks that they're all LDS, but, but even the LDS don't want, you know what I mean? The LDS won't even claim them, but they think that they like, they're, that's how cuckoo they are. I think they could find, that would be crazy. I think that they could, uh, you know, push some snow away and they could find one hiding underneath the snow. Push some snow away. Think- okay. Get your snowplow out there and let's get you to Salt Lake City. Um, but anyway, we've mentioned it all. So if you're not already, make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. That includes SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify, and uh, Instagram. Hot and Bravoed. H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. Anything else, Edward? I think that's it. Great. 
catch up on your VPR before the new season. Yes. And we are very excited for February because all the new shows are starting. Bye. See you next time. <laughs>